what does pan-africanism mean to you that's a great question that's a great question answering that from africa right now which is lit Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, when I think about pan-Africanism, I, I think about connectivity. I feel I think about a network, like a like a global hub of all of our tribes, all of our our countries, and all of our languages and our people. You know, put together, and and I think about the diaspora and how beautiful we are and how strong we are and how much we 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 also need to learn about each other too. All right, you guys. There is a movement promoting our stories, and many of us grew up with a strong craving for images we can relate to. Production teams, writers, creative heads have come together to tell stories, and this podcast is their voice. The themes covered are very relevant to the Black community, and anyone concerned by the social and racial injustices that are in place to stifle this voice. The Pan-African voice is not easily heard, and here we talk about our movies, that film or doc which you heard about but didn't get to see. What was the story? Where can I watch it? It now has a voice. Tune in. We walk you through these stories and interview the filmmakers. Welcome, Karibusan. Karibusan. And starting right in the lens. Ready? And action. Hi, everyone. So excited here for another episode of the Pan-African Film Podcast. I just want to go around because we have a super duper live session today and introduce everyone here. Naz, all the way out in Kenya. Yes, my name is Nazizi, a Kenyan artist, actually a pioneer of Kenyan music industry. So I've been in the music industry for about 20-something years now. Currently working on uh, Vibes Radio as a radio host for a reggae show, born and raised in Nairobi, Kenya, and um, been living, you know, mostly in Kenya my entire life, but also around East Africa, South Africa and other places. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. And then we have from 316 Productions, none other than Letitia Wright. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to give a little introduction. I'll just briefly do that. Um, you've done. Oh. <laughs> you're like, no, but you've done phenomenal, uh, you know, performances in TV, films like Black Mirrors. Sure, you want to do this? This place ain't for the fainthearted. Sure, I can handle it. Not everyone can. What is all this stuff? Authentic criminological artifacts. If it did something bad, chances are it's in here. Steve McQueen's Mangrove. This attack on a black establishment is not an isolated event, but a sustained campaign against black people. And today we are saying enough is enough. And of course, the global blockbuster Black Panther. But today on this podcast, we are talking about things I never told my father. Thank you. So... Yes, um, I'm stepping into the world of producing and writing and I felt like it was important for me to start very small and short films are a great way for you to test out ideas and test out um, the signature of what you want your company to be. 316 started in 2020 and I've just been developing stories that I feel that just resonates to me and has connectivity with the people that I live with or, or I'm friends with. And this story of things I never told my father started off with a good friend of mine. Um, I was 
with him on the journey as he lost his uncle, who was a father figure. And for the first time I saw, I saw what it was like for a black man to actually like go through all of the emotions of grief. And I saw the different versions of it. And then he was left with like a lot of questions. He was left with like a lot of um, fear of the future. And I just, I kept observing that for like three years. And I just decided on Christmas of 2020 to like write the film. And I just wrote it in my mom's uh, living room and just pieced it all together. And then, it, and then the journey of piecing the characters and the, the cinematographers and producers and the whole crew just was a new introduction for me to learn about producing. So it, it's one of my first projects under the banner of 316. You answered my first question because the first question today for the podcast was going to be to tell us more about why you chose the story and how the idea came about. I mean, you've just answered that one. I was also talking to Anna recently because she also lost her father not so long ago and how she was able to like connect to that part of the story. The second question is, have you always wanted to write? And how does your love for writing compare to your other roles as a filmmaker? Oh man, that's a great question. Yeah, I always wanted to write. I was writing since I was in like acting classes when I was 12. You know, I we had tasks that we had to do for Black History Month, which was like piece together plays, you know, and find stories and and make scripts and like cast it and direct it. And so I've been doing that since I was 12. The the thing about writing is that it's such a it's such an art, you know, and it's it's something mm-hmm. that I'm still studying and I'm still working through. I think for me, what I love about, you know, the process is how simple but also complicated it could be. Because with this project, what I found is that when people read it, they were just like, um, why are they not saying more? Mm. Yeah, I felt I, I wanted like, they wanted to hear more from yeah. the father mm-hmm. and from the son. But sometimes what I find is interesting, especially with cinema, is how the silence can be louder than actual words, you know? And yeah, so that's the process of writing that I'm finding that I really like. Just finding the simplicity in the in the dialogue and allowing the world and the characters to fill that that gap that usually mm-hmm. the audience you know would want you to say things yeah. and over explain things but with the art that I want to do is like I want you to think I want you to feel the awkwardness or the joy or the pain mm-hmm. between these characters and the silence yeah wow. I mean I think we both agreed when there's definitely you left with a sense of wonder and sort of unanswered yeah. questions and as an audience you kind of are left yearning for more especially at the at the way it ends uh was that written intentionally like like you said just now to lure the audience into more of like an introspective analysis on all these subjects like you know identity family loss fatherhood or are you actually planning to develop the storyline further and answer these more intentionally yeah it's a bit of both you know the first thing is like just by observing my friend for the three years like no matter how many questions he asked the conclusion was that his his uncle's never coming back so he had to live with that pain it's like the acceptance and that acceptance Mm. could be 
it could be, it could take, take on so many different forms. Like, yeah. you know, he, 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 we were on a plane to New York and we, he was watching this film and I was watching my own film. And then he took off his headphones and he's like breaking down on this plane in front of like so many people. And the only thing he could say was like, I miss my uncle, you know, and, and he's never coming back. And that really hit home for me because I've not experienced prior to that, you know, that moment, I, I haven't experienced a loss recently. I have, you know, so I know what he feels. I know all those feelings that he feels now, but at that time when he was saying it, and going through that, I couldn't understand it. So, you know, in the movie, in the short film, I wanted that to feel, to be its own character. Like that extension of like, there's, this is never going to end. Like this pain, just, you have to live with this pain. You have to carry on with it. And then, and then in terms of developing it further to, to, to dive into those different questions. Yeah. I would love for it to be a feature and, and more stylized, you know, more, um, more in a way that's, um, just, just, just a combination of like non-linear, like vibe of like, kind of like we were touching onto some non-linear vibes that the idea is that he was, the father was actually never really there in the first place, you know, like as you go through memories of loved ones, you place yourself back into the memory and you try to relive it and you try to grab onto moments that you thought you missed and you wish you held on to, but you weren't, but he wasn't there in the first place. They were just going through a day and an adventure together that he never actually had. He never got to actually tell his father those things. So by the end yeah. of the film, you're like, the conclusion is like, dang, like I didn't get to say those things, but, I just relived the moment. In, I just lived these moments in my, in my imagination to fill the void of him never coming back. It's really sad, but it's also like the reality of life, isn't it? When you lose people. So yeah, the plan yeah. is to extend it into a feature by God's grace. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I personally, like, I'm, this is now unscripted and it's just very personal, like uh, Naz mentioned, because I was going through the mourning process myself. I just love the use of the journey. Like you said, it kind of gave the mourning process like its own identity in the film, like a role. Yeah, and I can totally relate to that airplane scene. <laughs> something similar happened to me. And I think there's something about the travel that might be a trigger. Like now that you're mentioning that with hindsight, I feel like the travel, I mean, it was beautiful, beautifully shot as well, like to, to make that journey a character. I think the co-directors Ade Oadesina and Dumas Haddad did an excellent job. How how did the idea to partner with them come about? Like, how did you build out your team? Uh, Ade, I met through an acting class I used to go to, and I just liked his creative ideas, and it was just like a natural thing to ask him to help me, and he let me know that he always co co-directs with Dumas. And I liked what they created before. And they also have a great relationship with the cinematographer, Olan Kaladi. So that was just a natural thing that came together. And it was, it was great to hand that over to them because all three of those men had experiences with father, fatherlessness or fatherhood. Do you know what I mean? And I found that the process for them was really therapeutic for them as they went through that journey. That's amazing. To lead on, uh, there's like one question that we ask pretty much every time now on the podcast. 
what does pan-africanism mean to you that's a great question that's a great question answering that from africa right now which is lit okay (laughs) (laughs) so what does pan-africanism mean to me for me it means like connectivity with with our roots like connectivity with where we're really from I landed in Africa for the first time earlier this this week and I cried (laughs) as we were landing like spiritually I just felt so connected to the continent and I cried as as I landed I was like Tisha you just like you know you're an actress you know sometimes you know it's like no like I just felt it I felt the energy from the continent and I felt the I felt the pain as well I felt the yeah. pain that we that we feel in the West of like how much we miss out on how beautiful this continent is and how beautiful our cultures and our tribes and our countries yeah. and our languages and our foods and our music really is, you know, like it's really beautiful yeah. and we're like robbed of it from the West by thinking that it's not like we're 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 really robbed of it. So I think about so many people in the West not knowing truly where they're from. And I feel like it's a great time for us to engage with that and, and learn, yeah. and, you know, do the, do the tests that we need to do to see what tribe we belong to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and come back home. <laughs> just, just come on back home because it's beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's such a great answer. And it's, it's true that... Like for me, I've been privileged to live in Africa my entire life and to know where my name comes from, like being named from my grandmother, from my great grandmother's name and where she comes from. I've met both my uh, great grandmothers and they're both African and from different parts of Africa. And I know like how that can just make your identity solid, like if there's one thing for me, I feel super proud. I mean, both me and Anna are of mixed heritage, but we are African because we have been in living in Africa and connecting with that side of our, you know, culture. And I know how that can be really hard if you don't know, you know, you, you carry a name that's probably not from your tribe. You carry a, a history that's probably not your history. And I know that can can be really hard. And I really have so much respect for all the Africans like who were taken away because it can't be a good feeling. I feel like it's almost like how it feels like if you're adopted and you don't know who your parents are. So you don't know what your real country is, what your roots are. And you've had to come up with this new identity and that can really be hard. So, I mean, big up to you as well for, you know, crying because I'm sure that crying when you landed in Africa was like the energy and the spirit connection must have really been, you know, strong for you because probably yeah. it's something you've wanted to connect with your entire life. And exactly. um, so you could feel it, you could feel it and you could just, you know, it, it's a good thing that you let those tears come through. I've heard a lot of stories, but that one is like touching that you just didn't even get off the plane yet and you were crying. I mean, I totally understand how you felt about that. And, you know, we love uh, we love the film. We can't wait to see the feature because both me and Anna were saying it feels like it's going to continue. Yeah, and, yeah, we um, hope so too. And I think it's something everybody else can identify because everybody has lost someone who they love. 
I lost my younger brother a couple of years ago and I feel like even though it's been f- about 14 15 years I feel like right now I'm mourning the most it feels like it happened yesterday and it should it should have gotten better after 14 years right what people say time heals all wounds and so I feel like mourning is an everlasting process it is a forever thing that you have to deal with and i think everybody can relate to that part of the film and so you know congratulations on your first film and thank um, you and if you ever want to connect with african artists or music for anything you just give us a shout i will i love it i'm going to come to kenya see it as well so i'll hit you up <laughs> all right i had a, i have a couple more questions quickly on on some of the imagery you used in the film because i was wondering yeah. how much of it was actually scripted or how much was like you know put in by the team later on like i noticed towards the end i noticed like 316 on the keychain and things like that was that to relate to your 316 productions as the company and or does it have a deeper meaning for you that was literally or that was all spiritual really because the production designer that's my first time working with her and she was looking for just keychains you know for the car and she literally just found the 316 keychain it was like the perfect thing yeah. it's just one of those moments those like god moments it's just like <laughs> like Amazing. you know what i mean yeah yeah do do you have any other things um in the pipeline other than this one for 316 So we've been able to venture out in the feature film world where connecting we connected with Braun Studios who brought to you Waves they brought to you so many great movies I'm a um, big fan of Braun <laughs> Yeah Braun is great so we did Surrounded with Michael K Williams the late Michael K Williams and Jamie Bell um so we got to do a, a co-partnership with them and we're we're going to go into production for a new film pretty soon called Possum Trot which is based on a, a true story of a couple in the south who adopted so many kids and changed their lives and they made national TV and so we're going to we're, we're tapping into that and in terms of like continuing to write and continuing to develop in the short the short film space for me as a writer you know budding director and producer I have a next project on the slate called Highway to the Moon and it's like futuristic and really cool and It's going to be really cool and really deep um and I'm really excited about it. That sounds awesome. I love the variety there. You said like a western and then something more futuristic, right? Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That's great. I just want to thank you. I want to thank everybody. I mean Thank you guys, man. We have your your publicist, your whole team. Like I said it before, I just want to put it out there on the podcast. Leticia's rights team is awesome. Good <laughs> for helping us to um make this happen and Naz for coming in all the way out from Nairobi. Just really really grateful for this connection. Again, a super good illustration of how, you know, when we come together, we can really tell our own story whatever it may be, you know, loss, grief, fatherhood, <laughs> family. Yeah. There's so much to tell, and I'm glad to hear you're going to be bringing out some more. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much, man. Peace and love. So, have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye guys. And another one. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Pan African Film Podcast. We are now on Spotify and Instagram. Just search Pan African Film Podcast to follow and like us there.
Our new platform is 360 Africa. That's 360 Africa. And we want to thank our Kenyan Vibe partners. Shout out to the KV squad. Last but not least, we thank our editor Ace. Please send us your feedback, like, follow, and comment.